Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cranberry Radio presents CEO Coach, a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding the finances, set up the staffing, our CEO coaches will break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup management and development, the founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and co-founder of both Moz and Bread Approved. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. You can find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hi, Jillian. What's on for today? Hey, Ann. How you doing there? Well, it's not a what, but a who. And we have a remarkable guest today, Stephanie Lampkin. She's the founder and CEO of Blender, a recruiting app that eliminates unconscious bias. We hear about that so often. So we first heard about Stephanie on the show when we interviewed Nitin Rai from Elevate Capital, uh, which invested in Blender. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great. So we've got some uh, a few questions for you. And, you know, feel free to riff. Take it wherever it goes. Um, Let's see. A a couple of things. I know that there are a number of really good quotes that we've heard about, you know, from about Blender and so on. But I wonder if you could just start with explaining how Blender works so that our audience understands what we're talking about here. Yeah. So it's pretty straightforward. Um, candidates apply for jobs through Blender or actually any other platform, LinkedIn, Monster, Indeed. Um, and we, we do what we call blenderization. We remove their name, photo, and dates, which indicate age, to mitigate unconscious bias in hiring. So the profile that a recruiter will see will be just your skills, education, work history, and we're working towards developing a rating for that reflects a candidate's future success in a role based on the information that we gather that's as unbiased as possible. Okay. So you're addressing um, age discrimination, race, um, gender, 
possibly national origin? Yes. All of those things. Anything that you can indicate from a person's name or photo. Right. Okay. So I think that's a really huge, you know, move forward. I know that years ago, the orchestras in the United States were almost entirely men. And at one point, somebody put up a screen and had a carpet put down. The people who were listening, you know, to to decide who they were Mm going to hire for the orchestra sat in the audience uh, section. It was in a concert hall. And there was a screen and a carpet and people had to go barefoot to the seat, sit down and then perform. That means you really didn't know who was there. And suddenly it was close to 50-50. Yes, that's exactly right. right. It increased gender diversity by 5x. Right. Huge. (laughs) So really Mm -hmm. exciting stuff. Okay. So how did all this get started? Tell us about your background and and how did that all come to be? Yeah. So I have a long history in tech. Um, I started coding when I was 13, thanks to the inspiration of an auntie who was a computer scientist back in 1984, when 37% of computer science degrees went to women. Um, So she was really my role model and guiding light. I took AP computer science in high school, went on to Stanford, got an engineering degree, five-year career at Microsoft, and then uh, most recently graduated from MIT. And about six months after graduating from MIT, I interviewed for an analytical lead position at a big tech company uh, headquartered in Silicon Valley, made it to the final round, met with about eight different people, thought it went well, but the recruiter came back and said, "Mm, sorry, we don't think you're quite technical enough, but we're going to hang on to your resume in case some more sales or marketing position opens up. Uh, So that was the eye-opener. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And I later found out that they've never hired a non-white or Asian male for that role. But what happened was, so I politely declined that offer. And about six months later, that company and several other companies in Silicon Valley were sort of forced to publish their diversity numbers, where it was revealed that they were 2% African-American, 3% Latino, and less than 30% female. Um, And the common narrative was that it was a pipeline problem, right? That they just can't find these these elusive, uh, you know, engineers. And so I create (laughs) a a platform that could mitigate a lot of the bias that limits people from being given opportunities. Yeah. So one of the things I I saw that you said, I think it was in a video you did for South by Southwest about the unconscious mind and how it processes information. I thought that was really fabulous. Uh, You want to run through that again and maybe explode it a little bit. Why does this matter? What is the unconscious bias that makes Silicon Valley think that people that are not white cannot do these jobs? Yeah. So day in and day out, um, I guess cognitive researchers have found that we process unconsciously 11 million bits of information. And that's everything from what you see in your environment, what you see on TV, the news in your workplace, et cetera. But the brain is only able to process about 100 bits of information per second. So you're, so you're constantly being fed information um, about different people and different things, whether you, whether, you con- whether you know it or not. And it shapes how you judge things and people, right? We develop these schemas around how things should be. So what what I've sort of described is by, you know, eliminating a lot of the uh, identity that leads to those sort of fast, snap, quick judgments gives employers a better opportunity to see how qualified someone is um, than than if they and then 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 they can do in other uh, in other ways. So it focuses on the merit entirely. Yes. Exactly. So who is the primary market for your, is it a app or is it a SaaS? What is it precisely? 
Yeah, so it's actually both. So for the candidate side, we have a mobile app. Um, they can log on via LinkedIn or Facebook. We pull in their data and immediately show them jobs that are relevant to them. And they sort of swipe right, swipe left. And on the recruiter side, on the company side, they then get um, a feed of available applicants. Um, they can also have it feed in from applicants that come from other systems. And we just remove the identifying data. So uh, I'm concerned, though, that as you get to the final pieces of um, interviews, as you noted, right, everything went well. You got down to the last eight and then there were all these in-person interviews and then, you know, the, the unconscious bias rears its head again. How do we get past that? Yes, I get this question a lot. So there have been a few companies that have tried things like, you know, voice masking software for the phone screening or, you know, these sort of blind standardized tests. Um, you know, my theory is, you know, it's a slippery slope, right? You can't ultimately have people come in with trash bags over their entire body um, right. during the interview. <laughs> At some point, the identity is revealed. And so our thesis is more around accountability changes behavior. So oftentimes in sales organizations, right, they make everyone's performance uh, public. So you're in sort of a competition and you're incentivized to want to wanna perform. Um, right. We're doing something similar with what we call blend score. So now that we're able to track how far along different candidates make it in the pipeline, we then cross-reference that to their demographics and even at the recruiter and hiring manager be able to make that visible. So increase transparency around people that are demonstrating bias or unbiased hiring practices. Can you actually, um, if you will, get to the point where you say, we know that the uh, company has this and that percent of, uh, you know, this gender and that gender and this, you know, uh, background or not, immigrant or not, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and then say, and they have hired of qualified candidates presented this percentage because that kind of is the killer piece. It's not just who's there, but when you have been presented with qualified candidates, when they did get to that last end, what happened then? Do you get yeah, to kind of speed that back? Okay. That's absolutely. the number. Wow. Absolutely. So yeah. these analytics that we're running on the background in part is for internal information of the company, but we also want the score to be public. And we wanted to take into consideration other factors as well, like how many women and people of color they have on their board of directors, maternity yep. leave, uh, gender pay gap analysis. Um, so the, oh, the Equal Opportunity Office and the Office of Federal Contract Compliance is now suing Google and Oracle right now because of their inability to report their compensation data. And that data wow. breaks down, you know, how much women versus men make in several different uh, functional areas. So now we want to dig into that data and sort of give companies this comprehensive score, which we're saying is this inclusion and equity index. Wow. Okay. That makes all kinds of sense. And you're quite right. There will be pressure, especially if it's public. Um, and I think it also brings to the forefront, um, you know, a, a, based on recent events and so on, where so many people went marching and certainly there was a women's march, but many men came out as well. And I think that's an important element here. It will be critical that all people, whether you're the privileged few that got in before or, you know, the larger group that would just just like to add to the pie. We don't want to take away jobs. We want to add to the pie, um, right? That it's important that people make decisions about where they want to work. You know, the best and the brightest have to make those decisions based mm -hmm. on the data they're about to see. I think more and more people will make those decisions and it's critical that everybody do so. Very interesting. 
You know, it's this is fascinating, and I really want to uh, get in a little bit more um, after the break with Stephanie uh, with about uh, inclusion and uh, being intentional and that pipeline issue that you uh, mentioned that it seems to be sort of a, a red herring or something. But we need to take a break for our sponsors. So we'll be right back. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero, and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Synergize your search engine education from 101 to rock star level only on Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We are talking today to Stephanie Lampkin, founder and CEO of Blender, a recruiting app that eliminates unconscious bias in the hiring funnel. So, Stephanie, we went. We were talking about how you came to form Blender and uh, what it does. But you mentioned something that I want to go back to because we've we've been following on on this show the uh, whole issue around uh, the lack of inclusion in the tech companies. And you mentioned the big tech companies that were forced to reveal uh, their, uh, the disparities. And we've been following that now for what, Jillian, about, you know, 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Several years actually. Yeah. Doing shows on it. So we've been keeping up with all that. And we too hear over and over again, there's nobody in the pipeline. And Mm -hmm. we know that that that's nonsense. We think it's nonsense, but tell me um, what you think, that could be done to amend that? Yeah, there are definitely multi-layers to it. I don't think there is a silver bullet. But what I do know is that things have gotten worse, despite having a lot of these STEM pipeline programs around since the 90s. So I'm the product of an organization that taught 
um, young African-American kids how to code starting in the, in the late 80s. So I started uh, learning when I was 13. So that was 1997. And I, you know, I was exposed to AOL and Microsoft and a lot of the pre-dot-com boom companies. And I saw a huge number of African-American and Latino professionals in managerial positions where I could sort of see the path towards success. What I see happening now is that oftentimes the biggest problem with the lack of diversity is the existing lack of diversity. Kids are reluctant to sort of persevere through getting an engineering degree and going through the challenges of, of, of climbing the corporate ladder because they don't see examples of themselves succeeding. And so it's just getting worse and worse over time. But yeah, I, I like the idea that we now have a lot of organizations like Black Girls Code and Girls Who Code and you know several other programs right. to help with the pipeline problem. But I have experienced firsthand that these things have existed in a different form decades ago. And yes, ultimately- is the program that you uh, were in, is that still around? What's the name it, of it? It's called Black Data Processing Associates. Uh, yes, they are still around. They don't have as strong as a representation as, they, as I think they used to. I think largely due to what we call the leaky pipeline, right, which is the droves of women and people of color that have left the tech industry uh, because of lack of inclusive environments. But they're they're definitely still huge advocates and um, active yeah. in the pipeline. I, are I there numbers around? I'm sorry. I, I think what you're really saying is that it's high time that the corporations um, that require these kinds of workers really step up to the plate and stop hiding behind the line that there are no people in the pipeline. The pipeline has been there for some 20 years. And yeah, and honestly, I don't think any. I don't think anything is going to change until they are held accountable by some third party, yeah. either the government, the public, the press, because they can just say that we're trying, we're trying, we're trying for years sure. until is no longer longer the topic du jour. Right, exactly. And that's not okay. And I would agree. I, th I think perhaps it's time to say that Blender does more than remove the unconscious bias. Blender holds corporations' toes to the fire on that with hard data. And that reporting is a huge issue. So uh, go forth and conquer on that one. And you had <laughs> something you wanted to say. Yeah, I did. And it, this really has to do with accountability. Um, I know that we have found there, there are reports, there are numbers around um, how diversity uh, it leads to better outcomes in companies. It leads to expanded markets. I mean, Deloitte said that uh, uh, companies that report an inclusive environment, inclusive hiring practices, um, also are 70% more likely to have entered a new market in the last year. I mean, there's just all kinds of numbers. I was really interested in what you said, Stephanie, about the leaky pipeline. Um, mm. are, th are there any quantifiable data about how many how many talented people is, is the tech world losing because of this leaky pipeline? Do we know? Well, we, we know things like the reduction of the number of women who have gotten computer science degrees. I think it went from 37% now to a little less than 20%. Um, but in terms of the actual number of women representation in technical roles, I haven't seen or heard of any research that has tracked that decline. But almost everyone agrees that it exists. I mean, ultimately, there, there are very, very few women and people of color in management roles in, in these tech companies. That is true. Um, 
There's another element I wanted to explore with you uh, uh, gently. We've heard from many women in uh, positions in tech companies, uh, you know, in, even in management positions in places like, uh, oh, I don't know, Facebook and Netflix, you know, people we've already talked to um, who talk about the programmer culture. Um, yes. And I know you spent the early part of your career um, in aerospace as well. And what did, how do you handle that? What did you find? Does it still exist? And third part of the question is, is this contributing to that leaky pipeline? Yeah, that's a good question. So I've even asked a lot of my predecessors in tech about this dynamic. Um, so yeah, I have worked in Northrop Grumman and Lockheed Martin in a software role. And it felt it felt very much like any other corporate culture, to be honest with you. I think tech before the boom borrowed a lot of the talent from the finance industry, from consulting, from uh, banking, retail, et cetera. And so they maintained that sort of professionalism. It wasn't until these sort of uh, high school dropout kids like the Zuckerbergs, the, the, the hoodie and flip-flop type outcasts, sort of like the revenge of the nerd type culture, <laughs> um, yeah. started becoming CEOs and managers. Did you see the proliferation of this programmer culture? So no longer are companies adhering to sort of the standard um, etiquette of corporate America, it's more like, okay, let's just play beer pong every Friday and have keggers and, you know, have half naked women representing us at trade shows because that is the type of male that is now becoming the CEOs and the executives at these companies. It's no longer the, the, the folks from Wall Street taking on leadership roles. It's guys who don't have a college degree and, you know, didn't get a lot of girls and now they're rich and making the most of it. Yeah. And it's hard to argue with uh, billions of dollars that they're making. But I, on on the flip side, those, those, you know, naked girls were hanging around at those, um, you know, conventions when Mm -hmm. the 50 year old middle-aged guys with pot bellies and so on were also there, as we say, stale, male and pale. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. So they were there before as well. So there was precedent. It was bad news. (laughs) Um, I I did want to know, how do you get customers? What is your client profile, I guess? Do people seek you out and say, yeah, we're trying to do this. Help us get it better. Or do you? Yeah, we've been in a really awesome position in that 85% of our 422 long company waiting list has been inbound. Uh, People have heard of us through the press, through things like this. Um, And unconscious bias is something that's just gaining a lot more uh, exposure. And so companies are recognizing the, the potential impact and how it limits them and hiring the best talent, right? So we're we're even sort of getting away from the diversity conversation and just saying, hey, this is really the best way for you to get the best talent, um, period. Right. At least this is a true meritocracy. Um, and so that resonates. I mean, it just makes sense for a lot of companies. So we've gotten a lot so of traction that way. You have 422 customers waiting to use your service. What's holding you back from serving them? So we wanted to make sure that we delivered well on tech, right? That's our beachhead market. It's gotten a lot of attention. It's a huge problem to solve. Um, So we've started with that niche. And very soon, actually within the next quarter or so, we'll be rolling out to other industries. But we saw an opportunity to execute well with this particular group to start. Brilliant. Brilliant. We, we find that the um, 
uh, diversity conversation, inclusion conversation also extends to people with physical disabilities. Um, Absolutely. You know, the, the number of people you see in the C-suites and founders and so on who use wheelchairs or similar kinds of devices and so on, there just aren't any to speak of, you know, just a couple. And so um, we're very eager to see that kind of thing come into play as well. So that's how you get your customers. Inbound is just flowing in. The time is right. There is nothing so powerful as an idea whose time has come. So congratulations on that. But tell us, who's getting it right out there, major or mid-sized corporations? Who's doing it well? Intel is doing it well. And they were actually the first big company that I met with. Intel is incentive financially incentivizing hiring managers to find people that don't come from traditional backgrounds. Intel has also created apprenticeships and the results have shown that 43% of new hires in 2016 were women, people of color, uh, disabled or veteran um, citizens. So I think they are a great example of a big company actually showing results with their initiatives. That is actually pretty exciting, uh, especially the focus on bringing people back into the workforce who may have kind of dropped out because, as you said, the programmer culture is pretty rough. So they're really working hard on that. And, of course, bringing people back after uh, the early child-rearing ages um, is an important element. We have to figure that one out over the long haul. So very interesting stuff. Um, before uh, we're going to need to take a break here. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, the kind of data you're collecting from your clients. And certainly I want you to give our hottest tips for companies that are just founding now, right? We were, we have early stage founders listening to our show, a lot of them, and they're saying, how do I get this right from the earliest stage on? So think about your hottest tips. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. 
Pick out some new favorite podcasts now at cranberry.fm. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to CEO Coach. Ann and I are talking with Stephanie today from Blendor. So, Stephanie, as you think about um, the bits with the first round capital and others who talk about diversity and gender alone increasing the ROI of their investors by as much as 63%. My question is, are you gathering that kind of data from your clients? Um, Can you already demonstrate that ROI to investors or bottom line revenue and so on is increasing and improving with gender and other diversity now? Yeah, so we're still pretty early on in our case studies, but that is definitely the objective. Starting at the team level, understanding if teams, diverse teams perform better, then as we grow to have more companies on the enterprise platform, comparing industries, companies within the same industry and across industry to see how we can tie uh, diversity to the bottom line. That is definitely our broader objective. Okay. That is actually the killer piece. Um, you know, finance moves all mountains. <laughs> and when mm-hmm. it is, you know, when there's a, a volume of evidence, then you can't ignore it anymore. So as we yeah. wrap up here for today, I'm hoping that you can provide some tips. Uh, I don't know, two to five tips you've got for, cus- uh, for founders who are just beginning and they want to get the diversity issue right in their company, not just for their bottom line because it's the right thing to do and it makes it a much more interesting place to work. So how do you, what would you suggest? How do we begin? Yeah. So I actually outlined a few tips in a TEDx talk I recently did called how to transcend the lottery of birth. And I gave two tips for CEOs, founders, managers, et cetera. One was the obvious check your bias at the door. Um, Just because a tech has been or appears to be a certain way, doesn't mean you won't identify qualified talent Um, That doesn't look that way. And you have to be consciously aware that you're programmed to think that someone, if someone doesn't look a certain way, that they may not be a good fit. So check that up front. Um, And then the second piece of advice I, I would say for people who are actively seeking diverse talent is put yourself in environments that you're a minority in. Right. So go to the National Society of Black Engineers Conference, interact in environments where Um, you can sort of see the other side of it and get exposed to people that you wouldn't within your existing networks. I think what creates these meritocracies and not meritocracies is that we limit ourselves to people within our network and employee referrals and all the things that, you know, are just natural and easy and comfortable. But if you really want to find the diamonds in the rough, you have to, to go out of your way. So that would probably, those would probably be the two biggest tips. That's really good stuff. So, um, you know, just recapping on that, be consciously aware that you're programmed, your unconscious is already programmed to believe that a good fit is related to outside appearance. So that would be around weight, gender, age, national origin, sound of voice, all kinds of things. So be aware of that. And that can help you to check that bias at the door. And the second one you said was exposure. So Anne and I just had a show here and and we're kind of launching it in 2017. So I'll send it out to you as well. We're calling it the one seat challenge. This concept 
concept of exposure, certainly going to something like a black engineers conference is a good way to find exposure to people who you, you say, hey, I might want to hire some of these people. But we need to look, I think, deeper and farther and wider than we have before. And the one seat challenge says that if you're a public speaker, regardless of your industry, regardless of where you speak, whether you are compensated or not, add to your contract that one seat will be filled, a minimum of one seat will be filled by somebody who ordinarily wouldn't have access. And that could be, you know, young people coming out of high school. It could be college students. It could be people in your own company who ordinarily wouldn't be at this event, meeting, discussion, speech, whatever the heck it is. Uh, it could be, of course, people from entirely diverse neighborhoods where, again, they would have absolutely no connection to this whatsoever. So um, just challenging people to do that, challenging the event organizers to do it, perhaps delegates, if you're speaking to a, um, I don't know, mentoring an incubator or an accelerator wherever you're going, you want one seat set aside free of charge in your name. Let it get filled by somebody who wouldn't ordinarily have access. So now your challenge too, Stephanie, go out and conquer. <laughs> and, and tell your friends, you know, Jillian, before we let yeah. Stephanie go, which unfortunately yeah. and sadly we have to do in just a couple of minutes, Stephanie, uh, tell our listeners how to get in touch with you about Blender or to find out more about pursuing careers in IT. Yeah. So you can reach us at hello at blendor.com. You can visit www.blendor.com to see more information about available jobs with us and other companies. And in general, if you're seeking to get involved and get act active, just shoot me an email. I'll be happy to connect you with the multitude of organizations that are working on this problem. Awesome. Well, wow. you know, we'll be in touch with you about that real soon. Um, I'm also going to uh, put the link of your uh, TED Talk that you just mentioned up on our Facebook page. That's uh, facebook.com forward slash CEO coach podcast for our listeners to go and see some more of that. Um, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a real delight, Stephanie, and I hope that you will come back and maybe in a few months and tell us uh, even better news about what's going on. Thank you. Yes, here's to moving the needle. Thanks for all that work. And we wish the very best for your company because uh, doing good work can also do very well for us. Yes. So, and that's it for this Monday at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Cranberry Radio for their support. You can download these shows at cranberry.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach. You can find us also at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash CEO coach podcast. Stop by, hit the like button so we know you're out there. Tell us what you'd like to hear on CEO Coach. We'll try to make that happen. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy, and you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.